Welcome to the Better Births, Better Babies podcast, where we help you reclaim the confidence and assurance that you need to thrive in motherhood. On this podcast, we're having authentic conversations among sisters and friends about raising our babies, because we believe life is fuller and more rich when you live and learn in community. So grab your earbuds and some coffee and listen while you tackle your to-do list. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. We're going to do something new today. Um, We've been recording a lot of podcasts. We do like a a batching method, basically. So we record a lot of podcasts at once, and then we release them over time. Just works better for our schedules and helps us to bring you guys better content. So today, we're going to change things up a little bit. And instead of me asking Hannah and Sarah the questions, Sarah is going to ask Hannah and I questions. We want to do a little episode ad lib about what it looks like for single women to have close friendships with women who are wives and mothers. So this is something that um, I have a lot of experience with because all of my friends from childhood and high school and college, anyone that I'm still friends with from basically before the age of 25, they're all married. They all have babies. I only have two friends left, two don't. Hannah is one of them. And then also we have another friend that is not married and doesn't have kids yet. And I've been a bridesmaid like, I don't know, maybe eight times, nine times. So lots of experience being friends with moms who have kids. And then Hannah, you are at that, you're at that age. Oh, like last year I went to so many weddings and was in weddings that last year and the year before. So yes. Yeah, you're at that age. And there's what, four, five years between us, four years between us? Four. Four years, yeah. yeah. So, you know, anyway, and Sarah's married and also a mom. So take it away, Sarah. You're officially the host Mm -hmm. of the Better Births, Better Babies podcast. (laughs) Thanks for passing it off to me. Um, So, yeah, I think we wanted to create a conversation that – most of you are probably moms or pregnant or, you know, in that period of time in your life. And so this may or may not apply to you, but just wanted to offer some good perspective to you guys and then offer a tool that you can pass off to sisters that you have that are younger than you or older than you that don't have children or are married um, and friends just to encourage them. Um, I was single without kids for um a while into my mid twenties. And I found myself in a similar position that Hannah and Angela did, but, um, also, yeah, we just want to offer some perspective. So, well, yeah. And not just that you weren't married, but like you hadn't had a boyfriend since early call, like high school, early college. Yeah. So So you really were like single from, yeah. And I was pursuing life very independently, um, in a way that I was just waiting for you know, someone to collide with where our lives really complemented each other. And I didn't, you know, I'm thankful that 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 happened for me, but, um, I still really value, um, my single friends and I see a ton of value in having them in my life. And so we just thought this was worth your time. Yeah. And I'll say too, for myself, um, a lot of the things that like, I'm going to talk about or I'm going to share about might kind of seem like how in the world does she have time for all of that? But I too, I mean, my last 
boyfriend slash serious boyfriend as serious as things can be when you're 17. I was in high school. So I've been single for, I don't know, I'm tw- I just turned 29. So 12, 13 years um, that I have not had a boyfriend or dated anyone seriously. So I really have had the freedom like outside of work to just invest in my church, invest in friendships. And so that it's kind of just been a fun, interesting season of life for me. And yeah, I'm single for life. <laughs> you no. do not know that. I have had okay. no boyfriend. Okay. I've never, I have um, just, yeah. Okay, I'm going to ask been a on question a few on dates, this. but not really any serious relationships. So yeah. yeah and you're 20, me. you're almost 25, almost right? Almost 25. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, yeah, let's, let's get <laughs> to the conversation. Not single for life. Um, so what, like, w- what ways do you guys feel like you can- you show up for your married friends or married with kids friends um, that is different and unique? Than you? Because you're married with... No, then you're, like, then another single person. Like, okay. how do you Who guys... Who might, like, have a boyfriend or be right. dating. Right, like, yeah. how, do you, how do you guys feel like those relationships are different or how do you feel like you're able to show up for those friends of yours in a different stage of life? Um, I think, for me, I've been able to, like... Because I don't have someone else that I have to be accountable with. I can just, like, go and spend, like, the day with them. Or, yeah, I don't really have to be like, hey, can I go for, like, I don't even know, like, a full five, six hours and just, like, hang out mm-hmm. with my married friend or married with baby's friends. I did that, like, a few weeks ago with one of my friends. So it was just really fun. She just had a baby. We just chilled and on the couch drinking drinks and, you know, talking. And that was so much fun. And I know, like... If I was in a relationship, I would still probably be able to do that, but not as frequently or as often. And, um, yeah, I just really enjoy that. And having more flexibility with my schedule, I can just mm-hmm. do those sorts of things. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would echo the time thing and say that's definitely true for me. But I also think um, kind of like a brain capacity or like a mental capacity. So because, like, my Friday nights are free – Or my Saturday nights are free. You know, like I'm not... Because I don't have obligations outside of work, either because I'm trying to build a relationship with a guy or I'm married or whatever, I have the ability to be like, oh, maybe I should ask, you know, Whitney and Stu if I can babysit Mm -hmm. the girls on Friday night and they can Mm -hmm. go out for a date. Or I can remember that it's, you know, Hadley loves going to the park and so... I can text you and be like, Mm -hmm. hey, can I take Hadley to the park while you get dinner ready? Whatever you need to do. I just think my mind is more freed up to, like, consider my friends, I guess, over considering, like, a boyfriend. And I also think, too, like, it's not a bad thing, but especially in the early stages of dating, it can really be consuming just because you're so excited and you like this person so much Mm -hmm. and you want to spend time with them. And so, um, yeah, time mental capacity mm-hmm. I think yeah. um yeah and on some of what you guys are saying I really like a lot of that I think um something that is coming to my mind is um kind of that I do I, I because I've observed myself that pushback from people where when you offer those things um and you meet resistance like how do you what do you how do, have you dealt with that do you feel like that's true of you or your experiences with people when you offer to say, I would love to take your kid or I would love yeah. to babysit for free or I want to come sit on your ha- on your couch with you. Like, 
do you feel like that you've met resistance in that area? And if so, how have you like had, you know, what truths do you tell yourself and how do you kind of push back against the resistance if that's true? I think, um, yes, I have, but probably more on the end of them feeling like they don't want to put me out or like they feel like that's too much for me to offer. And like they maybe think that I am just like doing it because I feel obligated to. But really, like when I say that thing, like say I want to, I don't know, babysit for free for like a few hours, you know, I like that is my capacity. Like I'm not going to offer something that I feel like I can't mm, do. So, like, sometimes you can just kind of phrase it in more of, like, a statement, not a question. Be like, I really want to watch your kids when, like, when What's would be a, a good, good time? time. Yeah, like, that's a good go thing. on it. Like, I really want you guys to go on a date. I would love to watch your kids. Or I'd love to drop your kids off at school in the yeah. morning. Different things like that. And just that. be like, when, don't ask them, like, if you can do it. Ask them when you can do it or when's a good time. And, like, that mm-hmm. is a very helpful thing because it makes them feel like, oh, this person, like, actually, like, planning on right. doing this. It's not like they're just offering because they want to be nice sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, in all of this, it's very, we know this is true of really any stage, any person doesn't really matter kids or not. We just have a really bad habit of as humans of like putting our truth and our reality and our current state on other people. Mm -hmm. And so we assume if we don't have the time or the desire or whatever to do that for somebody else, then why would they have have that towards us and so I think that's why we wanted to have this conversation in the first place because we just think that there's a lot of there's just that's not true when it comes to this stuff you you kind of rob yourself of being able to have good friendships by assuming that other people are just as busy as you or just Mm -hmm. as you know and there's a lot of excuses there one thing that I think helped a while back with like asking for favors from other people was that I think in my head I was just like would I do this for them if they asked me and if that's true then I think you should feel free to ask that person to do that thing and if you're a mom and you're busy think about if you were single like is that true like if you were single would you could you do that for someone else sort Mm -hmm. of thing and if you feel like you would, then I think it's, I mean, it should be okay in that relationship to ask for that from you. It differs in different relationships, but yeah. And I, so I have one other question. Hold on, can I say something on the Mm -hmm. resistance? I, so I think for me too, which I'm a little bit older than Hannah. And so a lot of my friends are like, I don't know. They're just older. They have more kids, I guess is what I'm trying to say, or older kids than a lot of Hannah's friends do just because of the age difference. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I've noticed is that sometimes it's, especially if the mom that you're friends with has more than one kid, sometimes it's just like, they don't, they feel so overwhelmed Mm -hmm. in their current season that the idea of putting one more thing on the calendar or coordinating with their husband's schedule or taking a shower, shaving their legs, doing their hair and putting on cute clothes to go out on a date with their husband feels just too overwhelming and not Mm -hmm. worth it. And so I would say too, like if you have a mom friend who's in that kind of season, um, offer to do something for them that they would do anyway. So one thing that, yeah, like one thing I think about is like, hey, do you want to put your click list order in and I'll go pick it up for you on Wednesday at three or whatever. Mm -hmm. Or 
you know, like a lot of our friends go to church. So I would offer to do like Awana carpool and take their kids to Awana for them. Or there have been times where like mom might be sick or dad might be sick. And I offer to come pick their kids up and actually take them to church on Sunday morning just to get their kids out of the house. So I think like if you are, if you find yourself as a single person, like offering to babysit and people aren't really taking you up on it, I don't think it's because they don't want to, or because they don't trust you. I just think sometimes like that's another thing to do that week. You have to plan a dinner. Yes. Yes. And for some families, you know, especially if mom and dad both work, coordinating your schedules to be able to be in the same place at the same time and have dinner can be really hard. Yeah. Yeah, And I can speak into that too. Being a mom, I would say that one of the most, like one of the most refreshing things has been for people to take my daughter out of the home space because I feel like my brain is always rolling with things that I could use to do. I need to do, take a shower. I need to vacuum. I need like, and I really do enjoy doing those things now in a quiet home. And so when someone's like, hey, let me take Hadley to the park for an hour, I'm like, yes. And in that hour, I'm able to be so productive. Yeah. So even just changing it from the kids don't have to come to your house, you don't have to like come babysit at someone's house and tell them to tell them to leave. It's almost more of a blessing to let people stay yes. in their home and to take their children from I just them. Think as young, yeah, as driving young, in single. the car. I'm thinking about that dropping Hadley off before, where I like it takes me 15 minutes to get to the babysitters, and then I'm supposed that's to be like back in two hours, and that's yeah. a whole 30 minutes that's gone. And I'm yep. just like, if the babysitter could come to the house and pick Hadley up and take her somewhere, it's like she part of her time is burnt driving Hadley in the car as long as you feel comfortable with that. So yeah. that's I a just huge think as, help. as like young single women kind of, you said this in the beginning, like putting your perceptions, perceptions on other people. I think there's this perception that like our mom friends just are dying to get out of the house and are dying to go do mm-hmm. something other than, you no. know, what they're, they're dying to stay in their right. house. But like some of them and like we- literally just want to unload the dishwasher <laughs> without their kid taking out all the knives, you yeah. know, like, I'm yes. just like, that's what happened the other day. Hadley was like walking around with knives. <laughs> yeah. We're fine. <laughs> we, we caught it early, but <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So what was your other question going to be? Um, just if you guys are able to put into words, like how, how has have or has moments that you've been able to show up for your single friends, how's that been a blessing to you or how's that provided perspective for you in your life? Personally? Your married friends, like your married friends, not your, I said single. Being friends yes, with it's your okay. Married Sorry. Friends? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> how being has showing friends up with for married your... people and showing up for them and their children and their families? How has that been a blessing to you? Just to speak into mom's lives who are listening that feel the hesitancy to take help, like share with them how that's blessed you. Yeah, I mean, it just like gives you a different perspective on life and Um, I think like personally for me too, I go to like a community group with church every Sunday and I did really want to pick one that was more intergenerational than one. I think a lot of people tend to go to ones that are just like all the same age and like stage of life as you. And I just don't, I I'd like, that's fun too, but I think I learned more from a bunch of different perspectives. So that adds just another perspective and um, a lot of them are friends, like I was friends with them when they were single, and now they are married. And so, I mean, I'm, I'm not just going to, like, ditch them because they're married. I think the the, the relationship does change. Um, but, um, yeah, it's just, it's good, it's different, and they have, like, a different perspective on life they can share with you now because they're married. 
that they couldn't before. It just, I mean, it's kind of cool. It's hard because they don't have as much time, but I mean, there's hard things, there's easy things, but mm-hmm. I think it just helps with, yeah, perspective on mm-hmm. different Like seasons of life. Yeah. Yeah. Hey friends, we are taking a quick break to tell you about the Better Births, Better Babies community. Inside you'll find resources that expand on many of the topics we discuss on the show and an encouraging active community of mamas who are just trying to figure this parenting thing out too. Go to betterbirthsbetterbabies.com and click join now to start your free 14 days. That's betterbirthsbetterbabies.com. We'll see y'all inside. I would say for me, two things came to mind. So the first thing is that it has really given me a fresh, renewed, like, appreciation for my season of singleness. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that so many women my age and, you know, younger and, and older, but so many single women who find themselves surrounded with married friends and mom friends, like... They can always feel like they're missing out, they're behind, they're not like getting to experience, you know, specific blessings. And I don't know, like I have such a greater like appreciation for how much freedom mm-hmm. I have. Like, I don't, okay, so, you know, living in in a small college town when I was doing college ministry, I was really close friends with um, someone who had a baby right away. Like right when I moved there, she had her first kid. And then while I was living there, she had her second one. And then in this situation, like because of different things in life, like we have lived together literally since you brought Hadley home from the hospital. And I think those two experiences, but especially living with you and Hadley, I've just realized like I'm so free Like, Mm -hmm. I get to make the choice Mm -hmm. to watch Hadley while you cook dinner. Like, you don't get that choice, you know? Like, you have to do both. And I get to make the choice whether or not, like, I want to sleep in and turn the sound machine on and both the fans on and shut the door. You don't get that choice. Like, Mm -hmm. when she's up, you're up. And so, I mean, just so, so, so much freedom. And I'm just so appreciative of that. And then I think also when I think about purchasing decisions or future decisions, like I get to make all of those in light of what I want, mm-hmm. not what's best for somebody yeah. else that I'm and responsible I think too for. That like that process is just not like we as humans are not created to go through that process of like losing. Like, how do I, how do I say this? It is so good for us to learn that selfless life, but with children it is so it can be it can feel really traumatizing to go through that like so quickly and so suddenly and so I think just how to meet those two things in the middle where people single people you who are moms like that is okay to feel the trauma in that and and I think that's a source of a lot of postpartum depression Mm -hmm. and people not knowing how to reach out and how to acknowledge that the trauma comes from a lot of lost freedom and, and just like knowing how to cope with every minute of your day, feeling like someone else now owns that or being being about someone else, you know, and you really like, and so, yeah, in this space too, just like being mindful of how much you asking for help from someone or allowing someone to come into your home and like that intimate space you can bless people who are single in deep ways by 
allowing them to feel included in this big job that you have because it feels hard and it's, it is big and you need an army to raise children. And that's how I think this is a good, a good reminder that like a long time ago, not even that long ago, you know, 50 years, if not more than that, like people raise their kids together and we in America have turned into a very isolated culture. And there is no irony in that, that mental health is rising, especially after birth and postpartum depression is very, very, very common because not one person was meant to raise a baby and our husbands or ourselves are working often. So like you need help. And this is kind of an area where we just want to address that. But one other question I did have for you guys is what would you, what would you say to somebody who maybe doesn't like is not a NICU nurse and doesn't care about as much about babies or um, what would you say to someone who maybe doesn't have as much personal invested like I was friends with all these girls in college and they just so happened to get married and have kids and I love them because I loved them before they had kids so maybe I'm thinking or even brothers or you know how what would you maybe say to the moms or to those people who maybe don't love babies and kids as much or don't have as natural of a tie to the situation. Like someone's listening and they have mostly friends that are similar to them. Like how would you, what would your, you know? Yeah. What would you say to them? Yeah. Um, I feel like you, you don't have, like you can do other things like Angela said before, like you can go pick up groceries. You don't have to like spend time with their kids. If you feel uncomfortable with that, or you feel like that's a little much for you. Mm -hmm. You can even just go, like, I know a lot of people who like married with kids, like they would just appreciate you to go and like hang out with them Mm -hmm. while they're taking care of their kids. Like go bring them coffee and like, just spend time with them. Um, you could offer to like make dinner for them or something like that where like little things like or you could just come over and be like hey I want to like do some laundry and like do all these other Mm. things like vacuum your house like you can do what I'm hearing you say is like initiating like as a single person take charge of the initiating and the kind of pressing in the pushing but like it doesn't mean that you have to you know, love kids or babies or whatnot. And helping a mom doesn't mean like watching her kids. It's a lot of things. It's not just, let me take your kid and babysit or whatever. It's yeah. And I'm honestly think we're telling single people like this is a blessing that you can grab hold of in your single life. If you desire to pursue it and it's worth pursuing is another thing we're saying too. So, um, I think that all of that is really helpful, good perspective. Yeah. Do you have anything else, um, guys? Yeah, I mean, I was going to say this on the blessing thing, too. Um, and I think it goes along with this other question about what you would say to someone who doesn't necessarily, like, love kids or enjoy being around kids but wants to help their mom friends. I would just, like, challenge that person on their perspective. I mean, you can do that kindly and respectfully, but I think one of the the second like biggest blessing next to being able to appreciate my singleness more has been like watching my friends who I have known through college exams, braces, like bad breakups or silly fights with their parents. Like these women that I've had the opportunity to watch like grow really like step into this huge job and like amazing calling of just like being a mom and knowing that like should the Lord choose to bless me with a husband and with kids like I have this army of women 
who I know, like, and trust to be able to reach out to and say, help me, you Mm -hmm. know, like, show me. And I think if, not in a bad way, I think sometimes, like, inexperience in general just makes us uncomfortable. But, like, if you're someone who is looking around thinking, like, oh, I really just, like, don't like kids, don't enjoy kids, don't want to help with kids, like, I would just challenge you and say, why? Like, Mm -hmm. children are not a burden. Like, they are such a gift and such a blessing. And I think that, like, there's probably a a thing like in your own heart or in your own life that is causing you to like feel that way. I mean, maybe not, maybe it just is how you are. I don't know, but I, I don't know. Like I think it is beautiful and it is sweet and it is such a joy to like watch the women that I love experience this like new season of life and kind of like a new part of themselves. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, like Hannah said, I can tell you from experience as can she like cooking for one is really hard and so make a meal for four to six people keep some for yourself and then take the rest to that Mm -hmm. family that has kids or you know like um wash their cars mow their grass like take i don't know take their stuff to take their stuff to goodwill for them like it's so hard to take stuff to goodwill so yeah and all of this is super helpful, and I think on the on another flip side for those of you who find yourself as moms who are listening to Hannah and Angela talk, and you're like, I want that. Like, what do I do? I want someone to be creative like that in my life. I would just encourage you to um, just sit back and look around in your life and look at the people that you come in contact with. Church is an awesome place to just kind of sit in the pews and observe after church is over and, like, take the time and this might sound kind of cliche, but I would honestly just say pray about it because I feel like that, like there's cool things that happen when you, um, when you just kind of take the time to be patient, but the, like people really enjoy being folded into your family. And so it's like on the flip side, if you're cooking for six people, what's one more? Like I was going to reaching out and asking, yeah, if you see somebody and your eyes are honed in onto somebody at church, um, like, or someone at your, I don't know, your, like your gym or you're going to the same yoga class and somebody keeps showing up and you know that they're not married and they're single and you're just like, Hey, you want to come over for dinner? Like we're having family dinner on Friday night and we'd love to have you. Um, I just think you'd be amazed at how much that will bless them. And not that you do things to be blessed in return, but like it is a two way relationship. And I just think we as moms need to think up creative ways to, like well, you have to do the hard work too. You fold know? people like, into what we're already doing and ask people to go to the grocery or store with us. Or go out of your way to do something extra. Like, yes, yes, of course, fold people into what you're already doing. But, like, you also, as a mom, like, have to do the hard work in order for single people, single people to feel appreciated by you. Because mm-hmm. it's so easy to look at a mom with multiple kids and be like, she does not have time for me. But when you find a babysitter and go to the movies with your single friend or you tell your husband that he's going to take the kids on a Saturday morning so you can go on a walk with your single friend, like all of those things, you know, are communicate love, yeah, communicate, and, yeah. love communicate. I want to spend time with you. I, want, I appreciate you. And, you know, like we tell a lot of stories with very like this lady or this girl, but this one is specific. I think like our friend Whitney is like the epitome of that you know Mm, like so many times like she would 
have her husband take her girls and go do something just so we could like sit on the couch and mm. talk together. Yeah, like or literally not even do anything, just like just chill. chat. So just thank hang you, out. Stu. We really yes. appreciate you, Stu. You're the real MVP. <laughs> or like how many times we would have conversations where it'd be like. Hey, um, the girls and I are going to Chick-fil-A. Do you want to come or... Do you want to meet us there? Yeah. Or ju- I'm just like, hey, Whitney, I have three sweet potatoes. Could I bring them over and we make dinner together? Like, oh, There are so many times, too, where I would just be like, I just want a different like like um, environment to study in. So I'd be like, I'm going to come over and study. Not that I would really get much done with like two girls and whatever. But it was just fun to like be in someone else's like home in their life. Like oh, I, yeah. as a single person, like just really suck that up like... I think people think you're kind of like maybe putting them out or it's just like they're, you're inviting them into chaos. But if a married person with like kids or one kid or whatever, like was like, hey, come have dinner with us. I would love that. Like yep. that would be so much fun for me. And I think maybe, I don't know what the thought is. Maybe you just think it's going to be too much for them or, but like, I just, yeah, I just want to be a part of your life. And I know like even if someone's like, hey, you want me to get coffee sometime? Like sometimes, or like, I know that maybe it's easier just to like go over to their house and get like drink coffee from like just a coffee pot that they had in the house. Like that's fine with me. Like we can just, I can just come over and we can have home coffee. coffee. During nap time. During nap time. We don't have to go out. Like I would be Mm -hmm. totally fine with that. It doesn't have to be this huge production. Yeah. Yeah. And even like, you know, we, Sarah and I are living in Oklahoma right now and we have one family at church. The, they have, three kids and two girls are a little older and you know the mom would be like you guys come out to the farm and like the girls can play with Hadley and Mm -hmm. we can chat and have coffee and then you know our other friend who had they have five girls and they all range from school age to you know about Hadley's age at two like she came over on the way to school the other morning and put a happy birthday balloon on Mm -hmm. our doorstep because it was my birthday like things like that that just communicate like I value you and want to spend time with you just as much as Mm -hmm. you value us and want to spend time with us. It just looks a lot different. And I just think, yeah, something to tie all this up is it, it it gets kind of messy when the intimacy increases or there, you know, there's a level of you bringing people into your home. You don't meet out at places and do things to like, like there's more of this exchange where you have to come into each other's homes. There's a little bit more sacrifice. There's a little bit more service. And I think all of these things are much, are very rewarding, very joy producing, very good for our mind and our body and our hearts. But sometimes we just need to hear truth like this, where it's like, we're going to speak at it and we're going to talk about it versus leave a lot of this unsaid stuff. And then it's very difficult at times to feel like you know what to do Mm because it's kind of a dark area. And so we really hope that this offered just that, some perspective and some truth from other people who um, can offer this perspective from a single single life. And um, we hope that this kind of pushes you a little further out of your friend box and your normal bu- everyday bubble. Um, and thank you all for listening. Thanks for joining our conversation today. Yeah, so I would make, I would have a challenge. Your oh, challenge Hannah's is if you challenge. are single, find someone who's married. And if you're married, find someone who's single and just do, do something do we something. talked about. Yeah. 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 I think that's just really one awesome. Thing. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. So thanks for joining our conversation. Hey y'all. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as we did. We would love to meet you inside our community. So head on over to betterbirthsbetterbabies.com to join. 
You'll immediately be welcomed into an amazing group of like-minded mamas, and you'll be inspired and encouraged in your own motherhood journey. We'll see you there.